This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Tuesday, 17 October in the year of our Lord, 2023. You notice we don't have a cold open. We'll get to that later because uh, we're time constrained today. Historic day at high noon today, an historic vote for Speaker of the House, Jim Jordan. The rise of the populist right uh, will be manifesting itself. It's going to be a tough one. We'll get to that in a moment because we need everybody to the ramparts. The number is 202-225-3121. That's over at the House. You've got the list. Grace Chung and uh, Captain Bannon have put it up. It's up on all of our sites right now all the chats let's make sure we're, you're calling over there and giving folks the what for uh if but if uh, jordan gets less than 200 votes in the first round going to be a very long day we're honored to have senator jd vance the reason we've asked senator vance has been so gracious to actually come into the studio senator vance i think it's the first time since 1943 or 44 we have a combatant commander centcom is in tel aviv even as we speak the commander-in-chief of course, in the war room, we think the illegitimate commander-in-chief is going to be there tomorrow. We have two carrier battle group strike forces, about 10,000 sailors each. We have a the uh, A-10 squadron forward deployed. 2,000 logistics and medical personnel are getting ready to go into, into Israel. We have special forces already just assisting, I think, in the intelligence. We have approximately 25,000 combat troops. Either And I think a Marine uh, Infantry, a Marine MEF Expeditionary Force is getting ready. 25,000 a day, the combatant commander from CENTCOM, the commander-in-chief in Israel. What is going on? Can you just pull back? Because right here, the Financial Times of London, yesterday's edition, tells me U.S. intensifies calls on Iran to prevent Gaza war spreading across the Middle East. Yep. Why are we sending unlimited amount of combat troops into the region right now. And has anybody come over and had the decency to brief you guys in the Senate? Uh, no, that's supposed to happen later this week, but we've uh, we've largely been blind to what's going on from an intelligence perspective. Uh, been going on in the Middle East. Look, here, here's what's going on, Steve. You're, you're witnessing a massive escalation of a regional conflict. And if you step back in, in time about a century, the historical argument that the neoconservatives always make about this moment is it's always World War II. They did this in 2003 with Iraq. They're doing this with Zelensky in Ukraine, that if you don't want to send $150 billion to, to Volodymyr Zelensky, you're Neville Chamberlain. You're ready to give up against Adolf Hitler's Germany, right? It's always World War II. Every day is Munich. Yes, it is. The, 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 the historical analogy that we need to be worried about right now, Steve, is not World War II, it's World War I. Because what happened is a tiny, regional, minor conflict became a worldwide war that engulfed the United States, really started a lot of the problems that we have, the, the so-called international order, which I think has been very bad for Americans and for American workers. Well, and the, and the, the alliances they had in that summer of 1914 that they thought were going to help them yes. were actually things that dragged them into combat and unending war, of which... For reasons that the British people at the time 
didn't fully understand. That's exactly right. And we talk about World War II. In many ways, World War II was a consequence of some of the hangover from World War I. So, it, I mean, it, it killed hundreds of millions of people being stupid in that moment and being a little too trigger happy. Here's the other interesting thing about this, Steve, is you hear a lot of neoconservatives in the United States say that they're very pro-Israel. And, Steve, you know I'm a pro-Israel guy. I think they're yeah. one of our most same important here, allies. Same here, too. But let's be clear here. What are the Israelis asking for? And what are the neoconservatives offering? And why aren't those the same thing? You have people going on television threatening war against Iran. Meanwhile, our Israeli allies are stepping back and saying, no, 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 no. Let's pump the brakes. Let's not start a broader regional conflict because it's not in Israel's interest and it's sure as hell not in our interest either. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, For people that support Israel, what we have to do now is to really assist Israel and not drag this in more rapidly yep. into a conflict that's Persia versus the West. Because that's where we're hitting. And this is from time immemorial, right? Yep. Uh, the Greeks, the Romans, uh, the Brits for a while, now ourselves, yep. right? And so how do we avoid, if you have 25,000 combat troops, and we're in day, you know, what, seven or eight of this, nine, and unprecedented, since Casablanca or Cairo in World War II, these huge meetings with Stalin and Churchill and Roosevelt. Absolutely. We've never had a combatant commander. CENTCOM announced today he's in Tel Aviv. And, and, and Biden goes tomorrow. For the world, that means we're taking ownership of the Gaza. Am I wrong? It looks like we're taking, we're taking ownership of the Gaza operation. No, it absolutely looks like that, I think, to the world. And the other, the other weird thing, you talk about a Persian war against the West. Of course, they want to make it a Persian plus Russia war against the West, which could then eventually bring in China. And that's how you have, you know, 100 million people dead in five years. And the Turks and the Egyptians. And, and by Some the way, pretty old and, civilizations. And, and, and by the surrounded. way, by the way, the end of America as a superpower. That is the beginning of the end. In the same way that World War II was the end of the British Empire, World War III, if God forbid we let it Amen. happen, is the end of the American Republic as we know it. Now, here, 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 here's the thing. Again, it's so funny when you compare neocons in America who say that they're Israel's best friend with what the actual Israelis are saying on the ground. The, the, the Americans are mad at Bibi because Bibi is not as anti-Putin as they wanted to be. Well, why would Bibi be explicitly anti-Putin? He has interest. doesn't mean Putin's a good guy, but it means he has exactly. interest that he has to manage. He has to be careful. That level of caution, that level of statesmanship is something a lot of Americans could learn from. Uh, let's talk about the Senate. Um, yeah. And particularly, we're seeing now they're playing the old games, even Jordan. We know this is going to happen very quickly. They'll do some re- – if he's in today, which is going to be a, 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 you know, a push, yeah. first thing they're going to do is a resolution. And then they're going to come back very quickly with a Ukraine, uh, Israel, uh, a, a, t- a taste of Taiwan, and a little, you know, a little processing money down on, on the border. How do we? You've been the leader, the intellectual leader. And, and remember, JD Vance is not a dove. JD Vance has served his country for deploy. You're not a dove. Yeah. You're a realist. And how do we bifurcate? Ukraine funding from Israel, because this is what they're going to try to jam together. Well, that's exactly right. And by the way, Steve, I think it's a huge betrayal to our most important regional ally in the Middle East, of course, which is Israel. If you're trying to basically take the tragedy that killed over 1,200 Israelis and package that, use that as cover to give Volodymyr Zelensky another three, four, five, 
hundred billion dollars? Like what? It, how could you? How could you slap them in the face more directly by tying their problem, which is distinct from the Ukrainian problem, together? But you're right. That effort is going to happen. Why? Because Biden and because neoconservatives in Washington D.C. know there is no political will in this country to give Zelensky another twenty, thirty, a hundred billion dollars. So they are trying to jam this together to put people like me in a tough spot. Shut up about the Ukrainian problem because you want to be supportive to the Israelis. We cannot let what, it happen, what, Steve. What folks in Ohio want to know is how do you get invited to the Senate lunch? Because, <laughs> no, I mean, I'm seeing Mitch McConnell every day comes out. Mitch McConnell wants to be bombing Tehran this morning. It's Tom Cotton, who's a good man, is off the chain on this and a couple of others. It's it, One of the biggest neocon problems we have is in the Republican Party in the United States Senate. How do you deal with that? Well, look, we just got to make the argument, Steve. This is what is different 20 years ago. We didn't have war room. We didn't have alternative media. We didn't have people like me in the Senate pushing back against this stuff. You know, when, when, I, when I'm confronted with a lot of these arguments, what I always say is, look, the same exact logic that led us into Iraq is threatening to lead us into a massive escalation here. We need to be smart, Steve. Ukraine is a different country from Israel. They need different weapons from the weapons the Israelis need. There are different regional alliances that are in play here. Obviously, the Russians don't like the Ukrainians, but the Russians have a much more sort of neutral relationship with the Israelis. We've got to be smart and actually play our allies and our enemies in a way that serves American interests. That's what's not happening. You have these guys where they want to paint, they want to say everybody is good or evil. Everybody's good or evil. That's an international relations scandal. It's stupid. You don't care fundamentally about whether this person said mean things. You care about whether you can serve America's interests. And right now we have to be careful. Oh, by the way, Steve, something we haven't talked about is the $1.7 trillion deficit that we're going to run. So how can we fund potentially two, three, four fronts in an international war when we can't even afford to give our own people a reasonable budget that brings down the cost of inflation? It's insane. The Treasury Department actually got back to the war room late Sunday night and said that the numbers are going to be out, I think, on Friday. They're going to be out on Friday. I believe that deficit is going to be $2 trillion. And the reason is we're not going to hit the five trillion revenue because of the slowing down of the economy. Yeah. We'll see. So this is inextricably linked with the debt crisis. And exactly. that. you're the only one making that case. Yeah. Walk me through how you convince your colleagues who are who are good and reasonable men. How do you and women? How do you how do you convince them of your to take your side in the argument? Because, look, the fundamental argument I make, Steve, is we didn't win World War II. We didn't create the superpower because we said the right things or thought the right things. We did it because we had a powerful home that allowed us to project power abroad. The problem in the world right now is not that America, we're not pounding our, our chest enough. It's that we are weak at home and people are taking advantage of that. If you continue to let this inflation crisis spiral out of control, if you continue to offshore American manufacturing, we're not going to be able to build the weapons of the next generation, much less actually fight a war with them. Here's the other thing, Steve. we got to be careful that this inflation crisis doesn't take down our allies. I'm sure you've talked about it in the, on this show. The Polish Law and Justice Party, one of the great allies Big in time. the world of the United States of America, their energy prices are so high, they just got booted out of office, yep. where they're likely to get booted out of office. Do we want to take down every allied American government because we cannot get a hold of our own foreign policy and actually push our interests? Coldly, rationally, we got to do it. The, the Senate gets back today, and in the, in the business you guys are going to have is Jack Lew as ambassador. I haven't seen any appropriations bills coming through. Yeah. We're going to be stuck with us. Jim Jordan's already said he's going to give us a CR. It's going to kick in. We're looking at an omnibus again. How does J.D. Vance, as an America First MAGA leader, stop the madness? 
by telling the truth and by pushing against this stuff privately and publicly, Steve, I, I will say not to pat myself on the back too much. The reason the last CR, which I was not a fan of, but the reason the last CR didn't include Ukrainian money is because we stood up and actually made the argument that it had nothing to do with the McConnell American was government. Sh- that happened at a lunch. McConnell was shocked. That, Tell that, us, to give us some insight. That happened at a lunch. Give us some insight. I, 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 I will be respectful of the privacy of my colleagues, Steve, but let's just say that uh, a few of us spoke up, made our voices heard, and that became the will of the conference. We're not going to win every single one of these fights, but as I always say, our voters don't expect us to win every time. They just expect us to fight every time. Uh, we only got a couple of minutes left with you. I got to get to, there was a town hall or something the other day, somebody, somebody some clips of, yeah. uh, where one of the candidates running for Senate that would be your colleague uh, running against Sherrod Brown is a yeah. tough guy to run against. Yes. Actually, actually said, uh, and this candidate is not Bernie Marino, actually said, when talked about the invasion of the country, and so he says, "No, I think there are twenty million here, but they're great consumers, so they got to stay." Your, what are your What are your thoughts on the, the number one priority we have, which is the invasion of the southern border? Uh, right. The eight to ten million folks that are here. Well, first of all, you know I've endorsed Bernie Marino. Bernie Marino is a good friend of mine. I think he'll make a great senator. We'll make a great colleague, and importantly, Steve can win. But I think viewing those twenty million illegal aliens as consumers is fundamentally an affront to the entire idea of the American nation. Kind of a donor we're, mindset. Absolutely, we're not just an economy. We're not just a transaction place of buyers and sellers. We're a nation of people and of borders and of shared common interest. If you can't defend that basic idea, then I don't think that you should be in the United States Senate. Now, now here's the other crazy thing, Steve. We haven't talked about this enough. Why are there people all across our country protesting on behalf of Hamas? Because we let these people into our country in the first place. If you really want to fight Hamas, don't let people come into our country that are pro-Hamas in the first place. We should stop this. We've got to recognize we've got to have borders and we've got to bring people into our country that are going to make it stronger, not defend killing Israeli children. Our audience loves when you give speeches, the historic speech you gave. How do people find your schedule, social media, your website? People love following you. Where do they go? I'm on all the social media channels, uh, Gitter, Truth, Facebook, Twitter, J.D. Vance 1, jdvance.com is my website, and I'll, I'll come and chat with you if you'll have me again. Vance, you knew this was going to be tough when you ran. Did you think it was going to be this tough? Uh, it's been tough, but it's been fun, man. It's been fun. It's an honor to serve. Senator J.D. Vance, uh, one of the leaders of the MAGA and America First movement and our voice in the United States Senate, kind of becoming a lion in the Senate. Uh, he's thrown down on some hard fights, a lot of hard fights ahead, particularly in the next couple of days. You'll give us a heads up after you get your briefing later this week we'll about do. this situation? Absolutely. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to be back in the war room. We're going to focus. We're going to pivot now. Historic vote today that you were the ones that drove. Uh, Jim Jordan will be put in nomination by Lee Stefanik today sometime afternoon in the first vote, and we're going to see what happens. Like I said, we get under 200 in the first. We're going to have a long day. Back in the war room in a moment. Thanks, man. Last month, the G20 announced a plan to impose digital currencies and digital IDs on their respective populations. No, I'm not making that up. That is a fact. Central bank digital currencies essentially allow the government to track every purchase you make. They could even allow officials to prohibit you from purchasing certain products or easily freeze or seize part or all of your money. Let that sink in for a second. 
In essence, they enable the government to take more control over your personal finances. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold 2. But learn for yourself. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. The easiest way to become a Birch Gold customer, if you have an IRA or 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into IRA into gold. And you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Let me repeat that. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Text Bannon to 989898. Claim your free info kit on gold. Then call Birch. Because if digital currency becomes a reality, and trust me, they're on the path to make it so, it'll be nice to have some gold to fall back on. It's only worked for 5,000 years of mankind's history. Let Birch Gold work for you. Bannon. 989898, text it right now. Joe Biden has been able to consolidate NATO and consolidate everything. But it's interesting, the very things you're saying about Israel, you could say about Ukraine. Uh, Talk about that continued battle for the hearts and the minds of the global south. Yeah, well, I mean, it's clearly um, it, it's clearly an issue. I mean, there be in no doubt that China and Russia see that as a principal objective to win over the global south as far as possible uh, because uh, they consider that collective vote, if you like, to be an important one. Um, and then I would just say one thing, Joe, you know, um, Europeans may not be, may not be as united as, as we necessarily th- think. I mean, if you just look at the past more than a week, uh, they've struggled. They suspended aid to Gaza, then they reversed it. Um, I'm told uh, that there was actually fury when Ursa, Ursula von der Leyen went to Israel on Friday uh, and failed, in the view of some, to combine support for Israel with um, explicit calls for restraint. It was only on Sunday night that uh, all the 27 countries of Europe united in a statement to say we strongly emphasize Israel's right to defend itself in line with humanitarian and international law, but also reiterate the importance of ensuring the protection of civilians. Uh, So uh, just think about the Europeans who are worrying. Uh, One European diplomat said to me they're worrying about their local situation. We just saw that um, alleged terror attack overnight in Brussels. Uh, They're worried about their situation. One European diplomat said to me, we don't want to import this crisis. So there's a lot of nervousness in a lot of places Mm. um, about how this plays out. And if you talk about the the Arab world, it is understandable that Arab leaders will have front of mind the view of the Arab street, because that hasn't gone away despite the Abraham Accords. Uh, So, And then in terms of the global south, uh, the message that China and Russia consistently try to send, and you may think it's laughable, they try to send the message that we're the underdogs, just like you, we're on your side. And, and that, I think, is the danger, is that if that uh, takes hold, that idea that the, mm-hmm. that, that the Palestinians are the underdogs, this starts to turn, that turn uh, the long way. I think that's part of the reason why you have President Biden so concerned about the idea of an Israeli occupation of Gaza. Michael, the question is, if, if there's that many people recoiling in taste and gut to the Jordan flavor, uh, then what's going to happen tomorrow? Where do they go? Where do they go? They they'll go through the process. The, the thinking is, OK, well, if we just force a vote on the floor, 
then this is going to embarrass the party, which I find laughable at this point. But okay, we'll play. It's going to be embarrassing if you have to go through more than one vote. And that's going to bring people around uh, to Jim Jordan. No, it won't. I mean, you just heard a member go, you know, this is a coup. I don't want to participate in a coup. Um, and the coup began when eight eight members of the House caucus, Republican caucus, kicked McCarthy out. So you can't even you can't even mansplain this uh, against the Democrats. Well, Michael, Jim point. Jordan, Jim Jordan may have coup experience, uh, but they weren't winning. He does. Coups. They weren't <laughs> successful coups. We tried to subpoena him on it. He, he didn't play. He wouldn't show up for the subpoena. And this is the guy now that you're going to put in, you know, to represent the constitutional principles that, you know, the speaker uh, typically represents uh, despite the politics. Um, so it's a real problem right now. In the end, does he get it? I would probably say yes, because who else is going to raise their hand? And there's some some um, conversations. Democrats have been reaching out to some more moderate members. Uh, there's some talk about a Tom Cole uh, possibility, finding that compromise candidate, Ari. But then whether it's a compromise candidate or Jim Jordan, what happens next? Does the caucus allow them to sit down with the president of the United States of the opposite party, Joe Biden, and settle the budget uh, issue? Do they come to an agreement on the Middle East and, and Israel? What about Ukraine? These issues do not go away for whoever the next speaker is. And if you have a caucus that's already decided hell no on all three of those things, or at least two of them, what, what does that speaker do? How does he corral the votes, put them on yeah. the floor? so that there's a win for the country. Well, and you're Okay, welcome back. Um, historic day. Uh, up into your post. You got to man the ramparts now. You, uh, this audience has driven this historic moment, just to put it in perspective. A couple weeks ago, you took down a sitting Speaker of the House. And they're not, the D.C. Uniparty is not happy with that. They're plotting every second of every day to come back to power. Um, they're not thrilled that you have a voice and they're not thrilled that you now have found that you have political muscle in, in the toughest fight of all, which these fights on the Hill against the old bulls that run appropriations in, in the folks that run, um, that run the armed services committee and these other, other chairmen. They don't like the fact that you're calling them out and you're, and you're beating them. So it's uh it's, it's a intense fight. This fight right now, you have to, uh, you, this fight, you have to be, you have to be um, completely focused. Uh, Grace has up their uh, social media. Grace has up their uh, their the numbers two zero two 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 five three one two one. You you have those up. Make sure you call right now. This is vitally important. At noon today, we're going to get what we've been demanding, and what we've been demanding is to get public votes. We want people on the record. No more backroom deals. No more anonymous votes. Get it out there. Hey, we're big boys and girls. The American democracy can take this. What we need to do, and this is what has this is what has driven such incredible power from the beginning. What has driven such incredible power from the beginning is your voice starting in January of, of this year. You have driven to this place today. We're on the cusp of actually having Jim Jordan. And hey, Jim Jordan is far from perfect. I got that. In fact, immediately we're going to have a huge fight on the CR. You're going to have a huge fight. On the budget bills, you're going to have a huge fight on Ukraine, trying to bifurcate Ukraine from Israel. You're going to have a big discussion about Israel. How do we actually help Israel? 
and not how we just follow these neocons that are determined to drag us into a broader Middle East war, okay, that we can't fight right now because the simple reason is we've got an invasion on our southern border. We have a financial uh, economy and particularly a balance sheet over the Federal Reserve that's about to collapse. And we've got the Chinese Communist Party with Putin, the KGB and the CCP are meeting uh, today, even as we speak. And what they're doing is that they're meeting right now and they're working with the Persians. This entire situation is because we've allowed this to deteriorate. We've allowed this to deteriorate. Um, do we have another clip from the uh, do we have another clip from this morning? We can play. Go, go, let's play the military clip. Can you go ahead? OK, um, let's get on top of this. I got a lot of clips I want to play this morning. Um, the um, they said right there in that clip right there about the global south. Remember, at Birch Gold, what we've been telling you about the entire time is the global south now is what's called a, 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 uh, a good uh, construct to think about is BRICS. Okay, the BRICS nations. These are the nations. This is the emerging growth nations of the world that control the resources. In controlling the resources, uh, they, uh, they also want to get off the dollar system. They understand that we control the world through the Federal Reserve note, through the, through the dollar. Every transaction in the world has to be has to be translated or tr- translate into dollars. They want to get off that system with de-dollarization, the de-dollarization movement. This directly relates to our ability to finance our deficits and debt. The Treasury Department actually got back to E.J. and Tony late on a Sunday night. The Treasury Department of the United States government <laughs> got back to E.J. Uh, where he went there for war room and said, hey, how come you haven't given us the accounts of how the fiscal year ended. It normally is by, uh, it's by regulation. It's got to come out a couple of days afterwards. You're already late. And they said, well, you know, it's the end of the year. we got a lot to do. They're over there right now trying to cook the books. They're trying to show you that the deficit's not $2 trillion. $2 trillion when the people that cut the debt deal at the time thought it was going to be under a trillion dollars. We are adding, we are adding debt because of these incredibly high interest rates. As we told you, it's the refinancing of the six to eight trillion dollars that we have to refinance this year that was done in an average of about 1.2 percent that we're going to have to refinance at five percent or higher. That is a crushing blow to the American economy. And right now you have CENTCOM and CENTCOM is a combatant commander. We have a number of these combatant commanders that run certain areas of the world. CENTCOM is essentially the Middle East. The CENTCOM, the combatant commander who's normally headquartered in Tampa, is today in Tel Aviv. And what is he in Tel Aviv for? Of course, they're going through the plans and talking about what's going on. The commander in chief of your armed forces is there tomorrow. This hasn't happened since World War II. This has not happened since, I don't know, the Casablanca conference or Cairo. Uh, And those conferences took place after we had a couple of victories under the belt. And they were talking about what's the next phase. This is terrible optics for the world. They're going to say, well, it's showing the Persians that, you know, we're committed. What it's showing the world is that, uh, what the Israelis do next in Gaza, Biden owns. This entire situation right now is so Biden can get there tomorrow and be war leader like FDR, right, That he or like Lincoln, that everything that came before, all the Hunter Biden, all the madness, the destruction of our economy, the invasion of the southern border, that all gets put away because all everybody wants to talk about, all everybody wants to talk about is, uh, is the Mideast war and what's happening in Israel. We cannot and we will not in the war room allow that to happen. Right now, 
more important things is the financial condition of this country and the lies and misrepresentations are told to you every day. Number two, or at the same time, I guess another number one is the invasion of the southern border and the eight to 10 million illegal alien invaders that are here and what's going to happen to them. If we don't solve those two problems, we're not going to be there for Israel. We're not going to be there for Taiwan. We're not going to be there for any of our allies, none of them, because we are going to be too weak. That's why this vote today Is it perfect? It is not perfect. We are immediately going to be in a confrontation with Jim Jordan. That's okay. Jim Jordan's a good man. Jim Jordan's a solid guy. We want, uh, we would love to have uh, Mark One Mod Zero of Jim Jordan back in the old days when he started House Freedom Caucus. Remember, Jordan was with us on taking down Cantor. Jordan was with us on taking down Boehner. Jordan was with us on the first time of taking down McCarthy. Jim Jordan was with us for some tough fights. Short commercial break. We're going to be back in the war. We've got a lot to go through. Congressman, I think Ralph Norman, one of the budget hawks, is going to be up here because right off the bat, you're going to get CR right in your grill. But today, man the ramparts, 202-225-3121. And particularly, Grace and Mo are going to put out, I think there's six or eight public, it's still public, with Steve Womack, our favorite, uh, what they call the Cardinals or the Old Bulls. Make sure you, Congressman Womack's hearing from you. 202-225-3121. We'll be back in a moment. Are you prepared for the unthinkable ahead? We all need to pray for the best, but prepare for the worst. That means stockpiling emergency food before it's too late. Right now, go purchase a three-month emergency food kit from MyPatriotSupply.com. This is the nation's leader in self-reliance. Order your today by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. Every family member needs their own kit when disaster strikes. These three-month kits from MyPatriotSupply.com give you an abundance of delicious meals, providing over 2,000 calories a day. You'll have plenty to eat when everyone else is scavenging empty store shelves. Stock up now because you won't get a warning when disaster hits. Order by 3 o'clock today, and your order ships the same day for free. The unthinkable can happen at a moment's notice. So don't wait for a crisis to hit. Prepare today and become self-reliant no matter what the future holds. And remember to pray. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com, MyPatriotSupply.com. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we have a financial crisis in this country. Axios yesterday said, oops. Oops, the financing charges right now are out of control. Why? Because what we told this audience about a month ago, the ref- when you have $33 trillion in debt, that's the principal amount, right? Plus you got, what, $9 trillion over at the Federal Reserve. That debt, a bunch of it comes rolling up all the time. We do short-term financings. We do, you know, I don't know, 30s. We do, you know, one year's. We do five years, right? But you do a lot of short-term financing. That has to be rolled over. A lot of this, and particularly the longer-term debt that's coming off, was all done in the old zero interest rate days. That's all coming uh, due now at 5% interest. The interest expense, they already said yesterday in Axios, guess what? It's going to be $800 billion this year. Hmm. That seems to me to be close to the defense budget, the out-of-control defense budget. Here's what you got, folks. You have this, in mathematics, called the, the, the law of large numbers, 
Right now, it's getting so big, it's going to metastasize. It's going to get bigger and bigger. Every decision that is going to be made in American politics is going to have the specter of this massive debt that we have in these deficits. The Treasury Department, let me just repeat, the Treasury Department got back to E.J. and Tony for the first time in his life on Sunday because they follow the show. They know we're hammering them. They're late on showing us where the fiscal year actually ended with cash money. I don't want to hear any happy talk about these accounts, that accounts, you know, like I used to say when I was in finance, EBITDA. EBITDA is an opinion. Cash is a fact. Show me the money. We want to see what were the accounts at midnight on the 30th. And here's what you're going to see. We didn't do the reason this thing is taking so late. They're over there cooking the books right now. They're trying to figure out all the games they can play with student debt. There's all kind of accounting tricks they're going to try to play to show you that we got five tree and in uh, in revenue that didn't happen why the economy's slowing and you can't hide it particularly uh capital gains taxes ralph norman's been one of the hawks uh congressman norman first talk to us about this historic uh today what's going to happen how do you see it unfolding before we talk about the dire straits of america's finances first of all steve jim jordan is our candidate jim jordan is our designee he's done a great job over the weekend to convince those continuing to hold out. Uh, we will have a speaker today. It doesn't matter how many rounds that Jordan has got a solid block that will put him in as speaker. I expect probably several rounds of voting, which is okay. There's nothing uh, magic about that. I wish it was in, in the first round, but he will be speaker today. And there's no better messenger for the upcoming 24 elections to get this madman out of the White House than Jim Jordan. So I, I expect him to be elected today. <clears throat> what, what um, you're not concerned. We, we're hearing that there's a bunch of these votes or some of these votes on the, the resistance that some people are giving up because of the war room posse and others are pounding them 24 seven. Um, but they're good for one round or two. But after that, they're free agents. Any concern about that? No, because it is what it is. Everybody has a vote, Steve. And the great thing is they're have, having to stand up uh, in front of the world and say who they're voting for. And that changes a lot of people's minds uh, when they have to do that. You know, we've had secret ballot votes, which really are meaningless. The fact that we're doing what we're doing, it's the right time to do it. And we'll find out today. But I, I feel real confident with with Jim Jordan. Uh, how are you going to vote against Jim Jordan? He is, uh, you know, he's the real deal. He's been a been a stalwart patriot for a long time, and uh, he's just the right man for the job. There is nobody else other than Jim Jordan. We hear about uh, the, the some of the old bulls, particularly in the South. These committee chairmen have been working with the Democrats, and there's they have an alternative plan, which is either put Patrick McHenry in for some temporary, or maybe even go back to McCarthy. Any? Are you concerned about any of that? That was put before the caucus last night. And uh, I want to give, you know, Patrick McHenry, you know, powers until a certain date. No, that's we got to elect a speaker, Steve. You know, we've got things to do. It's been two weeks now. And why delay it? And no, that won't fly. And I don't think anything other than uh, putting Jim Jordan in office uh, as speaker is going to work this time. And uh, I think you'll see good things to happen. And I think, um, you know, if not Jim Jordan, then who? I don't think there is anybody else. Congressman, you're saying at the struggle session, you guys are having struggle sessions now, like the like the CCP used to do during the Cultural Revolution. In the struggle session last night, they actually proposed 
the, the old bulls actually proposed their deal with cutting a deal with the with the moderate Democrats to, to put McHenry in on some interim basis that actually got proposed? Well, he got up in front of the front of the and I won't name names. He'll tell you if he wants to. But it was an old bull been around probably 20 plus years in Congress. Yeah. he said, my resolution will have Patrick McHenry. Uh, is, you know, give him the powers of, of the speaker to last till, I think he said, November 17th. You also had rumors of Mike Rogers out of Alabama talking to the Democrats. He since changed, he's seen the light, and he is now with, um, uh, with Jim Jordan. So I think that will, it'll be a chain reaction once we start standing up and having to, uh, to announce in front of the world who we're supporting. But, uh, yeah, that was the resolution with uh, McHenry was actually put on the floor last night and nothing came of it. He just said it and then sat down. Uh, walk me through. You've been one of the big, uh, if not the leading voice on the budget hawks. Once Jordan's in, we have some unpleasant business. And remember, uh, Congressman, the war in posse, we pride ourselves in being the hard right, particularly on finances of this movement. Um it, it, off the bat, we just had Senator Vance here. The Senate hasn't moved any appropriations bills. So November 17th is looking, is coming at us like a freight train. Walk the audience through what happens. Well, what Jim Jordan, the plan he's laid out is one, to put a focus on getting the eight remaining appropriation bills through with a top line number and getting it over to the Senate. I've heard the same thing you have, Steve, that they're just not going to take it up. Well, we can't control the Senate. Our job is to get it over there to them. We have got a crisis with our debt. Uh, and I've heard the figure $800 trillion. Our budget for the whole military is right at 826 $830. Uh, and it's out of control as it is. It's 20000 per second for interest on this country. We can't sustain that. So that's one of the challenges the next speaker will have and anybody will have. But I will tell you with Jim Jordan, you can trust him. Uh, when he says he's going to put a prior priority on it, he will do it and he will rally the troops to, to make sure it's done. What This is what I think is, is um, frustrates this rising populist movement that's now becoming aware of the country's finances and how it's inextricably linked with everything. You come out of the real estate business. You're quite interest rate focused. What do your colleagues not understand about where we stand with this debt, the face amount, but because of the refinancing of the old debt, this thing is exploding. Now, now this is why Treasury is holding back the numbers because th- this fiscal year is going to look so much worse than they had forecasted. So much the, the debt ceiling guys that McHenry and, 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 and these guys that cut this deal – we're working off financial models that are, that are no longer even relevant. What is it about your colleagues that do not understand in this moment that this is the paramount crisis? If we don't face this crisis like adults, the country's over because you're not going to be a friend and ally to Israel. You're not going to be a friend and ally to Taiwan. For those of you so inclined, you're not going to be a friend and ally to NATO or to, uh, to Ukraine. You can't do it because we don't have the room. We're going down the exact same path the British Empire went down. So, so you being someone that's a businessman and understands finance, what is it about your colleagues that they fail? And I'm talking about the Republicans. The Democrats are, are, are out of control radicals. But I'm talking about even guys on our side of the football, sir. One, they're not, for the most part, to be quite honest with you, they're not business people. 
Um, they just haven't been in the business arena. Secondly, a lot want to keep their job in Congress. Believe it or not, there won't be a job to keep if we keep going like we are. In, in my real estate world, if your interest on the debt that you owe, when you can't pay that, you've got a problem. Everyone listening to this program uh, has got a family budget they deal with. If, if your income uh, continues, if you're underwater for as long as this country has been underwater and spending things where it's anything but strong, a strong military arsenal, uh, we've got a problem, uh, Steve, and we've got so many issues we're facing. But again, we just have to start with uh, putting a speaker in place who will emphasize and will focus on getting people in place. And, you know, David Swikert has done a good job on charts and showing the severity. And it's look at this as an example, Social Security. Look, it's going bankrupt in five, four, five years. Look at the Highway Trust Fund going bankrupt. And you just can't continue to, to ignore this. And really, that's our top priority, along with uh, hopefully with a new president getting this country back on track to defend itself. You can't defend from weakness. And that's what this administration is doing. They're asleep at the switch. And as you say, the Democrats, uh, there is no crossing the lines with them. They're socialists. They're avowed socialists, and they make no bones about it. As a real estate guy, how much do you fear right now mortgage generation, home buying is at, I don't know, 30 or 40-year low because of interest rates? Uh, commercial property, banks are sitting on ticking time bombs, not just the government bonds they own of the unrealized losses, but all the they haven't marked to market the commercial real estate. China is in one of the reasons China is in Persia in the Middle East is to distract their population from the implosion of the commercial property market. As a former real estate uh, developer and investor, how much do you fear the real estate market in this country collapsing and taking down our economy with it? Well, it's it's a big fear. I mean, we're in the commercial real estate industry. I can't tell you the number of uh, big name tenants that while their sign is on the door, they're not paying rent. And the reason is because they're not having the, the sales. They're not been able to, with inflation, they can't mark up all of their goods to cover their cost. And what are they doing? They're coming to the, uh, to the uh, landlords and saying, here's what I can pay. Now, what are you going to, if you have a 50,000 square foot building, what are you going to say when the tenant comes to you and says, this is what I can pay? The upfit cost alone uh, they've got tremendous bargaining power with that because you can't go in and cut it up and reshape uh, buildings to conform to tenants. So it's a real concern, particularly in the commercial market. You're going to see banks tightening up as they've already done. South Carolina is a state that has people moving in. Uh, I talked to my son last night. Things are slowing up. Uh, you let rates tick up even more, and even though we've got people coming in, they can't afford it. The household incomes, they won't qualify. So from the commercial market to the home building market, we've got severe problems and we've got to face them now rather than later because there is no runway for a, good, for a happy landing on this. Congressman, what's your social media? We're going to be all over uh, our, our people at the ramparts right now, making sure they're calling these uh, the recalcitrant people. We'd love to get this done the first ballot or the second. Where, where, how do people follow you today, Congressman Norman? RepRalphNorman.com. Rep Congressman, we'll have you on here a lot uh, talking about the finances because I got to tell you, it's a crisis, and very few people in this imperial capital are informed enough or understand it enough to deal with it. And it is a ticking thermonuclear weapon right it, now for the American it, people, and it's going to lead to our demise. It's here. It's here now, Steve.
Congressman, thank you very much. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. Make sure you go check out birchgold.com slash Bannon right now. Understand, we see Putin in, uh, in Beijing with Xi. That's the global south. That's the BRICS. Their number one focus is to do what happened to the pound after World War II, is to de-dollar, the de-dollarization movement. Right now, we're having a tough time selling the bonds. Yellen's saying we've got plenty of money for Ukraine, plenty of money for Israel, but she can't sell the bonds. The interest rate's got to go up. Why? People think they may have too many dollars. This is a global crisis, global crisis of economics, of finance, of geopolitics. In the entire time, we have a massive invasion on our southern border that the elites in this country not just refuse to look at, but exacerbate. You are the deciding vote today. Make sure you put your shoulder to the wheel in the war room. Back in a moment. You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it. Because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's at 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action. Use your agency do it today. Get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, we're a long way from uh, we're a long way from getting this done today, and I want to make sure this um, this um, um, hang on. Okay, um, this could take several ballots today. So here's what's going to happen. Let's give some programming notes, and we're, I'm going to do some producing. Live on the show, as my staff always love it when I do them, giving them stink eye and they give me stink eye back. Um, we're going to live at noon. This is going to happen. This historic vote. Whenever we're going to be on Getter. If you haven't gotten to Getter, you're missing all of my missives all night long. Of course, Ben Harnwell, the whole team, Grace Chung, Queen of the Trolls. You think she's bad on 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 Twitter? Check her on Getter. Mo, the entire team. So uh, Getter will be live streaming the vote. We'll pick up the C-SPAN feed and do it, and I'll be giving commentary, as those in the chat room love me to jump in there. Also on Rumble, we'll be going up live there also for the Rumble crowd. That Rumble crowd's a little rough. Kind of dig it. It's a little rough. The, 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 the Getter crowd is, they're two different, you know, it's, two, two, it's House of Lords, House of Commons. I don't want to say which is which, but... You got to come in. That Rumble chat 
That's not for the faint of heart. They get it on over there. Getter does too. Getter does too, but the rumble, man, that is that is rough. That's rough and raw over there. Um, we're going to be up historically. I think Stefanik is going to put him in nomination, and then we're going to roll. And we've demanded these public votes. Think about it. We broke some news. In fact, I, Grace texted me. I, haven't see, I didn't see that on Jake Sherman. I didn't see it on anybody. They actually put forward formally the deal. Here's how much they think of you. Here's, here's how much they enjoyed your activity over the weekend because you, this audience, is what brought us to this point, and it's historic in its nature. You took on over the weekend the old bulls. That are these uh, congressmen, they're in these MAGA districts, but they're dug in, they've been around forever, and they run, they, can, they call them the cardinals. They run these, the big committees, the ones that count, the ones that deal with money and power. The two most important are appropriations and armed services. You notice, you know, judiciary and oversight, those are the ones that get the big hearings. You have guys chipping in there, and they're, and the, you know, it's, you got Matt Gates. it's all showtime. Uh, Jim Jordan comes from that area. Uh, but, but yeah, that's the front porch. The, the engine room where stuff gets done in this town is about money and the allocation of money and with it power. We are fighting a spiritual war. But as you know, in every spiritual war, you got to get down, even St. Michael, you got to get down into the trenches if you're going to win it. And this is trench warfare. Uh, it's not pretty. Uh, it's oftentimes quite contentious. It's not glamorous. You know, and, and, the, and, and I love the influencers. But when you got some influence sometimes, this is where, boom, you're down in it. And this weekend, we, um, we found out something. Something was revealed. And that is the Cardinals or the old Bulls may not have as much power as they think they have. You scared them. A lot of the blowback coming here is, is that they don't they didn't like the rough tactics this weekend. They didn't like your they don't like hearing from the from the from the kulaks. Nah, that's not what they want to do. They don't like that. This is a country club up here. This is the this is this is they're the they're the they're the elect. They're the uh they're your betters. And they don't want to hear from the hobbits. They don't want to hear from the unwashed unwashed masses. Well, this weekend, you gave it to them with both barrels, both barrels, um, and they didn't like it. And you had, you had a, uh, we had a, remember, everything in life up here is negotiation, leverage points, forcing functions. This is how, because they're just not going to sit there and go, oh, lovely. This is what the grassroots wants. This is what the MAGA movement wants. This is what the deplorables want. Yeah, fine. Let, let, let's do what they want. The world doesn't work like that. If the world worked like that, we wouldn't be in the situation we're in. Because you've worked for an elected enough pencil neck establishment Republicans that have come up here and rolled over. You ain't rolling over. Because you said, hey, I'm fighting for my country. And, you know, I'm gonna, you guys are more emblematic of the revolutionary generation than anything we've ever had since that time. Since that time. You talk about the Constitution, talk about the love of the Hey, at some point, you got to roll your sleeves up and get down in it. And you guys are in it. This weekend was trench warfare, and we won, we think. Because the other leverage point we had, the other forcing function 
Remember all the stuff last week? And look, some people that are real allies of ours were saying, no, you only come to the floor, you got 217. No, 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 no. Then you're going to have backroom deals. You're going to have all this. Let's just get up. And we advocated Jordan. As soon as you get the nominee, boom, just go right. In fact, we wanted the nominations to be public, but that wasn't going to work. We couldn't win that one. But get right up and go to the floor on Friday afternoon and expose them. Make them stand up in front of their constituents and let's let's have votes. Hasn't that been a clarifying? Didn't we say that this process would unmask people? And that you would see who actually governed you and you would see if they, if they if they have your consent. Do they actually have the consent of the governed? This is how the imperial capitals run for decades after decades after decades after decades. Like right now, my big beef is not the defense of Israel, Israel's right to defend itself or our working with Israel for her defense. In people who try to uh, make sure that Israel is defended. My problem is people that are just blindly running around and we're going to get into something that's so deep. And trust me, there'll be people in this country who want to cut Israel loose in a New York second. And if we want to defend against that, you've got to think it through at the beginning. What this imperial capital has run for decade after decade after decade, you get a Vietnam War and then you get the Pentagon Papers at the end. You get an Afghanistan war, and then you get the Washington Post Afghanistan papers after 20 years. You get uh, you get uh, 9/11, where we still don't actually have. You still got redacted pages on the 9/11 report. We still don't have a full understanding of Pearl Harbor. We don't fully understand the Kennedy assassination. We don't fully understand the whole weapons of mass destruction, how we got in Iraq, what the objectives. All that is just sleepwalking. We're just sleepwalking. Well, this audience are the wide awakes. You talk about a great awakening. They're awakened, the average citizen, and they're the wide awakes, and they're not having it anymore. They want to have an adult. They're adults. They want to be treated like adults. They want to debate like adults, and they want to get down on it at the beginning. That's what this vote at noon is. I can't tell you what a massive victory with Jim Jordan with all his faults. Remember, Donald Trump has faults. Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, Sean Hannity. Jim Jordan, all of us, grievous. But let's take the win. But first, we got to get the win. Short break, second hour, lit. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. 
You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Solti. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. War Room Health, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.